I'm Luke. Hi, I'm Dave, and welcome to the Unbelievable Meat podcast. Uh, episode four, I believe this is. Uh, um, yeah, fourth one now, fourth one. Great stuff. Um, we always kick things off with a themed 11. Uh, in previous weeks, we've had a meat 11. And we might have had a cleaning 11. Tonight, Luke, I'm thinking the baby 11. Baby 11, the infant yeah. 11. Exactly. <coughs> right, that's, uh, uh, this is going to be a difficult one, isn't it? Let's see how we get on. I'm going uh, to kick us off with Tony Potty. Tony Potty, yeah, brilliant. Um, so it can be, so it's anything related to sort of kids, yeah. infant. All right, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Glenn, Johnson and Johnson. Oh, yeah, they do the, is it the yeah, baby, baby shampoo? Baby shampoo, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. classic. And, yeah, everything, yeah. <laughs> Great stuff. Um, I'm going to go with... Uh, Former, uh, what's his former Huddersfield striker, Nappy Wells? Yeah, uh, yeah, Huddersfield, uh, Bradford. Yeah, Bradford City as well, yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah. He's loving it. Where is he now? Is he, uh, um, is it Brentford, I think, isn't he? Or somewhere you know, already. Or some... Oh, QPR, actually. QPR, I think he's at. Uh, all right. What about Sammy Nurse Nursery? Oh, good, good. I like Sammy Nursery. <laughs> um, I was thinking it's a bit tenuous, but you've obviously got Huggies. Could you have Georgie Huggies? Huggies? Yeah, Huggies, Maybe. yeah. Jo- Georgie Huggy, Huggies, yeah. Yeah, you can have yeah. that. I'll let you have that, mate. Cheers, thanks, mate. Very generous. <laughs> what about uh, former West Ham midfield Dynamo play play? Playpen, playpen, Mullins, Hayden Mullins, play. <laughs> just, a, just about. You let me have the last one, so I, I think it's only fair for me to uh, to allow playpen Mullins into the side. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, to sully the name of a, a great man, George Best Feeding. <laughs> he was best fed. Yeah. <laughs> well, <clears throat> controversially, I know they always say best, best is best, but uh, controversially, I'm going to go for Nabil, Nabil bottle, bottle fed. Oh, like Bentaleb, yeah. yeah. So he always, he always pops up in my 11s, Nabil Bentaleb, for some reason. I don't know why. I think it's just because he, because these are pure comedy. He reminds me of the pure comedy era of Spurs when we had Tim Sherwood as manager and he just played Nabil Bentaleb every game. I mean, you've had a few comedy eras, to be honest. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. The most Christian recent Gross comedy and era. His, uh, Christian his train Gross, ticket. yeah. Um, <clears throat> Jerry Francis' mullet. What, what I had of her. <laughs> um, I may be slightly too old for the team, but... Do you know how you can have like five overage players in the whatever, like the under twenty threes team in the whatever it's sponsored by EFL Trophy? Yeah. I'm gonna throw in a Svetoslav Toddler of as oh, my yeah. uh, my overage player in the eleven. Is he? Uh, uh, that's a bit <coughs> of experience. Who's that? It's not that Bulgarian player that's dead, is he? 
Who's the, the that Bulgarian? Let's find out. Died? The other week, I didn't know that David Gester died, so <laughs> I'm going to find one. out if Svetoslav Todorov is still alive. Posthumous, posthumous eleven. Uh, Wiki tells me that he is still alive and oh, uh, retired you. in. Oh, actually, in 2017, he was the manager of Bulgarian second tier team Botev Galaba, Galabovo. So there you nice. go. Yes, yeah, Svetoslav right. Todorov, not dead. Yeah, get him uh, in. That's tonight's well, exclusive. <clears throat> but, you know, yeah, he's still alive. He's still out there at large. Um, well, you've had, uh, you know, being a being a United fan, you'll know this one. So, you remember Bebe. I'm going to go with Bib, Bibby. What you put yeah, on a little kid yeah. and they're eating Bib. I think Bebe also might be French for baby. So, yeah, it could he, be, yeah. He can almost... Almost get in there twice. That's a bit of linguistic knowledge for you there as well. Great stuff. If you You're go to France, le- always learning <clears throat> on this show. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. You know that would be a bit weird though, wouldn't it? If you go to France and you lose your kid, and you're running around just saying "bebe." I mean, that, that's I believe that quite often happens in Portugal. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, they're just big "bebe" fans out there, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> talking of a uh, banter era at clubs, I'm going to go with a. Uh, player from the Newcastle era where Bobby Robson exclusively signed complete wrong ones. I don't yeah. know if this guy was as bad as some of the others, but DDA Dummy. Brilliant. Kind of in there. Yeah. Yeah. DDA Dummy. You can have him uh, now as well. If, haven't Newcastle got a player called Dummit? Oh, yeah. Paul Dummit. Yeah. Yeah. So you could, you yes, could, there's yes. another one there. They love it, don't they? Love a, love, a, love a dummy. Um trying to think of others now there's got to be there's got to be one around rusk as well i was thinking we we could have rusk all slade as the rusk manager yeah go like i knew you wouldn't let he, me down he also looks like a giant baby um which is a <laughs> bonus does. point for the team yeah <clears throat> yeah giant baby at the wheel um Indeed. right team name it's got, it's got to be Crawley Town, isn't it? Oh, yeah, Crawley, very good. Crawley. Got to be. Um, really? Trying to think if there's any others that are potentially baby-related or kid-related, but there isn't, is there? Um, no, I think that's I think that's probably a lot. I think I think we've, we've done 11 there. Yeah. Um, if we haven't, yeah. then, you know, we'll just get fined for not fielding an eligible team. <laughs> Deducted three <laughs> episodes. Um, So, I have a quiz for you, Luke, as I tend to do. This week, you've got club nicknames, and you have to tell me if they are real or if I've just made them up. Right. Okay, so we start with Hartlepool Hartlepool United. Are they known as the Monkey Hangers? They are, yeah. I know that because they hung a monkey because they thought it was a French spy, I think. Yep. Allegedly, right. I don't. I'm yeah. not sure if this actually happened, but yeah, in in common folklore. Supposed, supposedly, yeah. Supposedly, they hung a hung a little chimp washed up, uh, and their first reaction was to hang it. Yeah, not nice. Not good. <laughs> uh, I have been to Hartlepool, and I didn't. I didn't see any evidence of that happening. But it's can you imagine? Not, it's not a particularly exciting place, and when I went there. I arrived ages before the game, and the only place that was open was a butcher's, 
and I was really oh. hungry. So I ended up eating an entire Scotch egg in oh, the doorway, of, in the doorway of the butchers. Um, so that is, yeah, that's what there is to do in Hartlepool. Did, did, I, uh, did I do like quirky, quirky novelty things in the butchers, like monkey pie and stuff? Not that I recall. I feel like I probably would have ordered it for the fun of it. Because <laughs> I'm not like a that. massive, I'm not a massive fan of Scotch egg. I think it was just the only <laughs> thing they had there that I could have eaten, which I didn't need to cook. <laughs> so I was just yeah. like, fuck it. I'm in Hartlepool at half ten in the morning. I might as well eat a Scotch egg. egg. Scotch egg or raw minced beef. <clears throat> um, yeah. What? So, um, can you can you imagine just on that quick? Can you imagine if that was the beginning of Planet of the Apes? That's how it started. They hung a little monkey in Hartlepool, and that's how the whole series began because they wanted revenge for that. <laughs> that that is a origins movie. I want to say. <laughs> if we somehow manage to monetize this podcast, we'll get it made into production. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Kettering Town, are they known as the Shaggers? Uh, <laughs> well, I want to say, I want to Kettering. That's like, uh, where is Kettering? It's in like the Peak it's District. Northamptonshire. Oh, is it? Uh, they were briefly managed by Gaza for about a month. It, yeah. Uh, Kettering Town. I want to say, just because I imagine them being like in a rural setting, it's got something to do with sheep, as in like shearing them, not shagging them. But you know, you have like a shag pile rug. Yeah. The what? I reckon it could be true. You going with true? Yeah. Is it? I'm afraid it's false. They're called the poppies. Ah, oh. oh, well, I, close, I, isn't wish, it? I wish they were called the shaggers. <laughs> the um, shaggers, poppy, pop, pop it. Pop it up. It's close, isn't it? Popping up a woman. I suppose it's similar. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, Calliary of Serie fame. Are they known as the Angry Geese? The Angry Geese? Geese, yep. Uh, no, nah, they're, they're... Calliary are Sardinians, isn't they? They're, that's what they're called, the Sardinians. Uh, no, nah, I don't reckon they're called the Angry Geese. <laughs> Very good, I've made it up. They're known as Glee uh, <laughs> Isolani or the Islanders. Yeah, that's um, the Islanders. Yeah. Albacete of the Spanish second tier, formerly <coughs> of La Liga, yeah. are they yeah. known as Clockwork Cheese? Yes. Oh, no. Uh, they're either known as Clockwork Cheese or Clockwork Sausage. Oh, that's not, that's uh, not an answer, Luke. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> well, there's definitely there is definitely clockwork teams out there. Uh, I know in the Argentinian league, there's a few teams that are known as the Clockwork Sausage. So I'm going to say, seeing as they both speak Spanish, it must mean something uh, like a like a saying. So I'm going to say that that's true. It is indeed true. They are known as the Clockwork oh, Cheese. A uh, Clockwork yes. Sausage uh, reminded me of a. Sausage o'clock on TV, but <laughs> where the big raw sausage comes out of the clock, and the man who plays Heather from each Denver's drug to eat. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Just think about that sentence a big raw sausage comes out of a clock, and the man who plays Heather out of East Enders tries to eat it. 
Brilliant. Bring back TV Burp. It needs to be on TV. It needs to be on TV, mate. There's so much depression in the world these days with like the, the news and just general bollocks that's going on. They need to bring back TV Burp to bring that. That'll bring back the morale of the nation. Never mind the Premier League. TV Burp's come back. People will be loving it. Forget about coronavirus if that come back. There will be socially distanced congas in the street once again. Right, yeah. you're on three out of four so far. There's oh, three more oh. to go. You're still oh. in title contention, but you need to get this one right. Villarreal, are they the yellow submarine? That is true. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Because the only reason I know that is because uh, Raquel May used to play for them, didn't they? He did, and Diego Forlan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they've had some good players over the years. Weirdly, they've only really been a sort of half-decent team for a fairly short period of time, I believe. Yeah, it's a small place as well, I think. Yeah. There's only like 40,000 people there or something. Yeah, Which is basically really like if like Macclesfield had a, a top-flight team. Well, so, a little bit like stuff. when Wigan were in the top, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's a decent show. <coughs> They're the Wigan but, of Spain. <laughs> oh, what a... Not really a compliment. Uh, <laughs> Toulouse, are they the fat controllers? <laughs> uh, no, I think Toulouse are just uh, like uh, whatever the French word for violet is, like viola or something. I know, it's Italian, yeah, Les le Violettes. Like yeah, they are not yeah. the fat controllers. <laughs> I wish and, they was, uh, though. <laughs> last but not least, Cowden Beef, are they the blue Brazil? Uh, yes, they are. They are the Blue Brazil. Uh, I don't know why, but they are the Blue Brazil. I've read it on Scottish football nicknames. I was re- I've this read it. Uh, correct. Uh, um, do you know I why? Remember... Go on. No, I don't oh, know. Oh, do I know why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, um, well, I remember reading something by Ron Ferguson, who wrote a couple of books about them. He's sort of like a author and Cowden Beef fan and apparently someone just shouted at a game when they were losing like 3-0 to someone come on the blue Brazil and all the players <laughs> went in at half time and the manager and they were like that's great isn't it we, like, we yeah, like that it's just stuck. that's good and it's just stuck um, it's brilliant so yeah you've, well um, yeah Have I'm going to award you the bit title of there? 6 out of 7 well done fantastic yes um, I'll make you some sort of trophy like um when we we used to do like um I think it was when we did like a family games night. Um, one yeah. of my brothers, when I was a kid, made a trophy out of like a couple of tennis balls, like with some silver paper wrapped around it. Yeah, that'll do. For like whoever right, won, right. so I'll I'll make you one of those, and I'll I'll see how it goes in the post between. <coughs> you'll probably between get between here raided. and Devon. Yeah, you'll probably yes. get raided if you send that. They'll probably think it's just like full of cocaine. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I send in tinfoil wrapped tennis balls of explosives or narcotics. Right. right. Um, I am the champion. Right. Have you? Uh, have you? you um, another been... man who. Sorry, carry on. Go on, go on, go on. Go on sorry. Go I was going to say that another man who is a potential champion. This was in the news. As a Milton this week, as a Milton Keynes resident who wondered if he'd broken the world record for the world's longest chip. And having seen a picture of it, it was extremely long. 
but sadly, oh, according yeah. to Milton Keynes FM, they asked Johnny for the exact length of the chip, but sadly he had already knit, and so we oh. will never know. Oh, but he took a photo of it, though. Yeah, yeah, he took a photo of it, which is on the MKFM, which I think is the Milton Keynes oh. um, uh, news page. It's a very, very long chip. I mean, I think it's longer than any I've seen sort of in the wild, so to speak. Where did he get it from? Chip shop or out of Yeah, yeah, chip place. shop in Milton Keynes, yeah. Oh, I reckon they should. Uh, I reckon that chip shop should cash in on this and do oh, like absolutely. a special bag of long chips. They could do like a chip and saveloy special where both of them are yeah. like the same, same dimensions. Yeah, yeah. Foot, the double foot long, foot long. Oh. How do you get a chip that long though? Because potatoes are only so big, aren't they? Yeah, I don't understand. Maybe I must know. have been a really long potato. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe like two different bits of kind of congealed together Duck in together. the fryer to make oh. one mega chip. Super chip, yeah, yeah, one massive Ultima chip. Imagine mm. that. <laughs> oh, that often well, <clears throat> he said about uh, said about weird like food stuff. I was reading the uh, local news today. There was a bloke, he went in, uh, I think he was like 71, 70, went into Home Bargains, brought a bag of Bombay mix, and apparently it was so spicy, he said it burnt, it burnt every inch of his mouth. He ran back in the shop and started pulling things off the shelf, demanding, like, I don't know, compensation or something, I think, kicking right off, all because of a bit of spicy Bombay mix. I... I find it odd that someone would buy Bombay mix and not expect it to be spicy. Yeah, yeah, it's that a bit of a strange the, one. The there. primary reason for its existence. Yeah, you want it. Yeah, if anything, you, you'd come back in and moan that it's not spicy enough. Not spicy enough. Yeah. Did I tell you about that time when I uh, tried to get in my local newspaper, the same newspaper, by telling them that I found a uh, cheese and onion crisp in my Tesco's Bombay mix? No, I don't. I know about, if you'd like to tell our listeners about when <coughs> yeah, you got yeah. in the local paper regarding obscene graffiti. That was of, that was of the same string of trying. So <laughs> we was me and a couple of my mates were trying to get in the uh, local newspaper and we was coming up with ideas. One of my mates said he was going to go around and just put custard creams in dog shit and take pictures of it and send it into the, the newspaper and say who's been doing, who's been doing this in the local area. So, I think you'd, uh, you'd get third place in the Turner Prize for that. <laughs> so I, I said, oh, I was bored. I thought, right, what can I do? And then we was thinking, because Co-op at the time sold roast potato flavoured crisps. Right. And we was, we was going to try and write into the local paper and say that they're having, having everyone on here because chips are basically just roast potatoes really thin. I was going so to how, say, yeah, that would be like ordering like a, I don't know, like a curry-flavoured curry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he was saying, how can they sell these? Anyway, they, they weren't interested in that. I tried the cheese and onion in the Bombay mix, and in the end, I found a load of knob graffiti in an underpass that I walk home in, and uh, I just took some horrendous compo face pictures for a laugh. <laughs> Sent sent them into the uh, the newspaper, <clears throat> and um, 
they didn't really reply to be honest they sort of was like oh and then i then i sent another one on top of that going oh you won't believe this it's happened again took another picture looking you know just really upset Disgruntled, yeah massive knob it was about i mean <laughs> If if you, uh, you know, it was it was big. I, I'm not exaggerating. It was about seven foot long. Just I want to see it. Just I want to see it. Com- I want to see it compared to this chip. I yeah. think that would give me a better idea of how big the chip was put, if I put, saw it yeah, next to an enormous graffiti cup. Does the chip reach the tip? It's turned. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a thought. But, yeah, so, like, yeah. But they didn't give me any warning. They just put it on. And, uh, obviously, I started getting notifications from people saying, oh, you're in the, you know, you're in the local news. I was like, oh, no. And then, uh, obviously, going to work and stuff, everyone was, like, recognising me for a little while, which was a bit embarrassing. But, yeah, no, it was quite funny. Did they ever find the culprit of the uh, the knob sketches? Uh, no, but more of them turn up, which was quite funny. So I think they was loving it as well. The graffiti artists were thinking, "Oh, I'm a bit of a bit of a Banksy now." But yeah, I just sort of slagged <laughs> it off because I said uh, sort of slagged it off a little bit because I said it's not even. It wasn't good artwork. I did say I made a point of saying that in the article. It's not. It's not even good artwork. That's what offended me most about it. And uh, yeah, they included that. So. There's nothing worse than a shoddy cock. I think we're that's true, mate. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> have you uh, have you come across any other sort of weirdness in in life? Any more random encounters with lower league football team fans? Uh, no, uh, sadly not this week. Um, but I did, and I tweeted about this earlier. I was watching some old highlights from. I think it was the 2009-10 season because it's the kind of thing I do in my free time. And oh, yeah. uh, one of the hoardings at the county ground in Swindon was for a divorceonline.co.uk. <laughs> and I was thinking, has there ever been a more depressing hoarding at a football match? It's, like, it's basically like, enjoy the game, but don't forget about your hopeless sham of a marriage. <laughs> Brilliant. What? Who's yeah, on the ball just, that's just, just agreed imagine, to that? Just imagine being there at half-time and being like, oh, my yeah. God, I'm actually... Oh, we've actually we've had a, a rough couple of months. I wonder if I could, wonder if I could yeah, just get a quick get, divorce from Sandra. Yeah. See if yeah, I let's can go and get, get it sorted before the second half starts. Yeah. yeah, let's go and get a quote on a divorce quick. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a, bit, been a bit shit recently. Let's, uh, yeah, let's pop on divorce.com and see... Uh, See what we can get. That's just random, isn't it? I can't imagine the meeting. <clears throat> I can't imagine yeah. the meeting with the chairman. Yeah, we'd like to uh, put some hoarding up in your stadium. Uh, yeah, divorce online. All right. What, what do it's you do? Um, but weird, now. Get a divorce online, I guess. Um, Blind <laughs> to play in the uh, conference north. They have a hoarding at their ground, which someone. I think who are all the pies by this, but they've got a visit North Korea hoarding, which I'd lo- I'd love to know who is funding that and brilliant how it was procured. I don't know if it was kind of made locally or 
flown in. Do you reckon that's being done as a bit of a? Do you reckon that's being done as a joke, or do you reckon that's a genuine? The North Korean tourist board have got that on there. Well, I mean, like you had those Russian guys who were desperate to visit Salisbury Cathedral. Maybe yeah, so everyone, so. maybe everyone in North Korea is like, you know, I've I've always dreamed of visiting Blythe in Northumbria. Yeah. Yeah, um, well, they play in the same colours as the uh, uh, People's Democratic Republic of North Korea, as it's more formally known. They play, you know, play in red, white, and blue, didn't they? I can't remember. Quite possibly. Um, I'm sure their their logo's got that on it because they've got a bit of a weird logo, didn't they? Fly. Oh, I fly. think that's Bedlington Terriers. They've oh, got that weird psychedelic. Oh, dog. you're thinking? Of, yeah, you're thinking. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The one with the. Uh, the little weird Bedlington Terrier dog on the yeah. thing, which no, yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. I was thinking of, I was thinking of Flight there because they've got like a windmill and a jet or something on it. I think. Oh, Flight, yeah, 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 they yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, Bedlington Terriers. That that logo is weird. I always think whenever I see one of those logos with like a real photograph or. a something on it how do they get that on the kit because <clears throat> most of them are just like you know like a graphic design that's quite easily translated to stitch yeah how do they get that onto a kit there's a club in uh i think it's in columbia or somewhere like that that's got uh like a pirate's face but it's a real person's face is their logo <laughs> good <laughs> And uh, there's another one that's in, I want to say, I don't think it's in, it's somewhere in South America. It might be, uh, it's not Venezuela, Colombia, uh, well, it's somewhere around there. But it's got like these two, like, uh, cougars or like jaguars or whatever on the side. But they're like... You, um, don't, you don't mean cougars <clears throat> as in like attractive 40-year-old no, women. women. No, no, yeah. it's not got that on it. No, no, that'd be quite difficult to translate to a badge as well, wouldn't it? But it's got like it's these probably like, break um... some sort of regulations <clears throat> as well. Yeah, they'd um, have uh, they'd have Air United advertising their kits with their topless yeah. women. That's Ancient a bit weird. Models. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit creepy. Uh, when you yeah, mentioned Colombian football, it made me think there was a story. It's probably about five years back where. There's some Colombian team where one of their ultras had died and they yeah. brought his coffin with him in it into That's the right. ground. Yeah. Uh, so that he could be there for some big game. And yeah, that I remember that. Like, mental, South American it? football is something else. It's wonderful. I watched, uh, the, I watched like a fair, well, not a fair bit. I watched a little bit of like, Argentinian football. And the year that uh, Racing won the title, which was, I think it was... What we now? It might have been 2017, 18, uh, a few years back. But they've got a, one of the fans that went there. He had his granddad's skull, like an actual skull of his granddad. Going, oh yeah, I take, I take him to every, uh, take him to every game. <laughs> so it doesn't. Reckon you have to, do you have to pay entry <laughs> if you take uh, a. Yeah, he can't put them in his backpack because they probably do bag searches there, don't they? Yeah, I mean, does he have to get, does he have to get his own ticket? concession i, I don't know how does it work yeah it's, it's definitely probably going to be like over 65 um, yeah you yeah. know a p ticket mate half a ticket yeah. i mean it's one way to kind of bump up the attendance figures 
yeah, I suppose wow. they could. Yeah, I wonder if. Uh, yeah, I wonder if the people on the board at Arsenal are getting ideas from South America because they do that, don't they? They go, they go. Like you watch a game on TV and it's like a half-empty stadium, and then at the end of it they go, official attendance figure sixty-five thousand. You're like, hang on a minute, there wasn't that many there at Arsenal. It's it's always empty. I think it's the well, same with some like Ajax is like that here. Like it's all season ticket because Ajax is quite a middle-class club and also a bit of a sort of fair-weather club as far as some fans go. You get yeah. games where it's like technically all sold out against. Like, I went to the one against AKC, who are bottom of the league. And the ground yeah. was, like, probably, like, 60% full, but it technically sold out. People just yeah. weren't bothered to go. Um, uh, I suppose, yeah. Mm, I suppose, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's a weird sort of the way they count them up. But I, I, it's always that always surprises me when you say that about Ajax as well. But then I can also see it. In I the mean, fact they that, just... They have a big ground, um, so it holds about 60,000. And they do, they have a really good hardcore of fans who yeah. you see at the European I, I games and stuff. Yeah. But they have a lot of people who kind of, I think, also kind of go along socially and will buy a season ticket and will go to the big games. Whereas I think you have more of a kind of staunch support at a club like Final. Yeah. Yeah, because I think <clears throat> it's, it's always weird. Like, Ajax one of those weird clubs that if you're not from the Netherlands, y- y- it's really easy to romanticise about them. Uh, and I imagine it's probably a little bit like that if you're not from England. It's probably easy to be like that about teams like Man United or Liverpool. But yeah, and I think Bayern here, Munich are another example. Bayern Munich are... Yeah quite unpopular with a lot of people in Germany but then yeah. massively so. popular outside of Germany and I, yeah. and I, and it's a, I suppose Juventus as well to a degree but I mean also sort of Ajax in that they're not they're not quite at the same level as like United or um, Bayern or whatever but they're they're just one of those clubs that I think <clears throat> if you mention Dutch football they're almost everyone in England's sort of second team because, yeah. you know, they're known for producing brilliant players. They're known for playing football a certain way. Um, I think to the outside, they seem quite a wholesome club. But yeah. in reality, you know, when you're in Holland watching it and you put them against the likes of Feyenoord or that are real sort of like, community clubs then they're quite a commercial behemoth in the league I suppose yeah a bit I also think the kind of stuff about style of play they do play a very nice style of football but I think a lot of people think outside the Netherlands think of total footballers and Ajax exactly and it's really more of a Dutch thing if you go to any game here especially in I'd say the top two tiers Nearly every team plays really attractive, attacking, technical passing football. But because I had the team that everyone, yeah, I had the team that everyone sees play in Europe. Everyone from kind of outside thinks of it as an Ajax way of playing, and really, yeah. it's it's a Dutch thing. Yeah, you know, if you go and watch <clears throat> Utrecht or go and watch Sparta or. 
go and watch Feyenoord or, you know, mo- most teams here. Yeah, they've got a philosophy. We'll see a similar style of, a style of football play. Yeah. See, it's always, that's, that's weird. Uh, it's interesting, but it's weird that it's gone the opposite in places like uh, Italy, where um, pretty much most Italian domestic teams play in a similar sort of way, or they did at least a few years ago. I mean, it's it's opened up quite a lot recently, maybe the last 10 years, Italian football. But <clears throat> going back to sort of the days when it was on Channel 4, you, you would see that specific sort of like Catanaccio-style sweepers at the back, um, you know, that real sort of defensive counter-attacking football that the Italians done so well but outside of Italy people don't associate that with like Juventus or Milan or uh, Roma or whatever they associate it with the national team because they done it at the World Cups and at the Euros it's strange whereas like that that style of play is known for the national team whereas obviously Holland if you're looking at it from outside of a specific club playing total football, like you say, is more like Ajax. People think yeah. of Justin. It's weird. Yeah, it's I, just like confined to one club there. Yeah, I think it is in, like I said, in people's view. And it's probably as well because since Euro 88, the Netherlands haven't won a major trophy. Whereas if you look at Ajax, they you know, won sort of Champions League titles in the 90s that are a team that people probably saw more of. But yeah, it's interesting. I think, yeah. I mean, I'm the same as you. I probably watched like Serie A when it was on Channel 4 in the late 90s. And yeah, I think there's a kind of romanticism about it as a league and the kind of culture and the style that surrounded it. But often the football was, yeah, quite defensive. And yeah, you know... Yeah, strange, isn't it? <clears throat> I'm one of those ones now. I mean, the only reason I sort of still watch uh, Syria is because of that sort of era when sort of like Gaza went out there to play and they had all these really sort of, uh, you know, promising players coming through like Nesta and Cannavaro and, you know, Pirlo when they were at their at their prime. Uh, and and lots of like foreign imports that were really good as well, like Shevchenko and stuff like that. And uh, you know, it's the only only reason that I sort of watch it now is from that sort of era, sort of like mid nineties to the early two thousands, I suppose. <clears throat> yeah, it's a bit of nostalgia. I also I love Pippo Inzaghi, who was one of my favourite yeah. ever players. So I think yeah. that's one of the reasons I I still kind of have a soft spot for Serie A. Yeah, it's weird. Isn't it? So it's like I said, I still, I still sort of persevere with it, even though now it's a totally different beast. I think probably. I mean, it is. I, I think at least this year it looks like there's actually going to be a title race because yeah, that's a hard thing. From I find it difficult to get into leagues as much when there's one team that yeah. win it every year. I mean, one of the good things yeah. in the Netherlands, yeah, the Ajax are the biggest club, they're the most successful club, but. This year, when the league stopped, Ajax and RZ were neck and neck. You know, yeah. PSV have won it in recent years. Feyenoord, yeah. uh, Twente yeah, won it's it quite in an like open 2010. League, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's rarely, it's rare that anyone has the title won with more than about a fortnight left. 
Yeah. See, that's what <clears throat> really annoyed me about PSG because yeah. uh, when I used to live in in Kent, like French football was like on my doorstep, <clears throat> and so I was really into French football. I used to watch it, you know, all the time on TV, on online, uh, and it was genuinely quite an interesting league. Um, and then PSG got all their money and they've won it pretty much every year and they don't just win it. They oh, it's by like 20 points. Yeah, it's just boring. <clears throat> I mean, there was a brief period where Monaco sort of challenged, but they've lost all their money now. Yeah, uh, the whole the whole team got torn up. I mean, yeah. Mbappe went and Bakayoko I mean, I do like it when, uh, like Lille, uh, push PSG to the limit uh, in recent years, which is good to see. And I've always liked Lille because they were my closest team um, and they got a brand new, like, massive stadium because they were quite a small team in reality. Yeah, because uh, United <clears throat> played them in the Champions League a couple of years in a row in about oh, between about 05 and 07. And yeah. I, I don't think I really knew anything about them before. It's like... Uh, Oh, who are you know? Who are these guys we ended up playing? They were kind of probably size-wise. They're probably like the equivalent of like a Bolton or something. Yeah, yeah, they're just like a really like a, a small team in like a little metropolitan area, uh, and they're not. I mean, they've always been around in French football, but they're not one of the giants in French football. They're not like Lyon, Saint Etienne, or. Uh, Marseille or any of those sort of teams. Um, Leon, but, yeah. Yeah, but they've just sort of really, I think they've, I don't know if they've overachieved, but they've had a real like good philosophy and it, it's sort of going back to the days when they had like um, Garcia there as manager and, yeah. uh, you know, they played a real nice attacking style of football and they, they've produced some really good players as well over the years. Um you know, some real good players have come out of Lille. I mean, my, my, noticeably, probably the best player that they've produced, Eden Hazard. Um, I don't know. Oh, would yeah, he have been playing? Would, it, would he have been playing for um, Lille at the same time when United played him, or was he there a little bit? No, earlier? I think he was a few years after. This was like yeah. mid noughties I reckon he was probably on the scene, like I don't know, like twenty ten. I guess. Yeah. I was just thinking. I mean, I wonder whether if you support a team like Bayern Munich or PSG or Celtic or another example at the moment, obviously they wouldn't want Rangers to win the league, but would you want to not win it one year or would you want it to be, would you want to be sort of not quite as good? Because, I mean, I've obviously seen United have periods of real success, but we've never won more than three titles in a row. We, you know, it's not like, you know, Celtic did the domestic treble two, maybe three years in a row. You know, it was never, you never had a club with that sort of dominance in England. I wonder whether, does it get boring? boring? Do you still enjoy it every year? Because, I mean, three, winning sort of three titles in a row, it still feels great. But if it was eight or nine, I wonder if I'd start to get a bit blasé about it. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? I think, I suppose silverware is silverware, isn't it? And uh, I think during the time of 
like Ferguson and that United. I don't. Did he go? Did he go a season without winning anything after he won something? If that makes sense. Uh, so after his first piece of silverware, did he ever go a season without winning anything until the yes. end? Yes, two thousand and four, five. We didn't win anything. So I think, I think that might have been it in about twenty-three years. I've got a feeling. Which is oh that and ninety-four, ninety-five. We didn't win anything. So we lost the title on the last day and then lost the FA Cup final. Oh, that was Blackburn. There was, there was, um, yeah, Blackburn won a title. Everton won the FA Cup. But I don't think there was ever a year where we didn't reach a final or win the title. You know, there was always something on at the end of the season. Yeah. So I mean, you think of that level of success. uh, That that is pretty impressive, and to find yourself. To, that that's like the bars set there to find yourself asking a question of would it would it be boring to win even more every year gives you an idea of just how dominant Celtic PSG all these teams are in their leagues in the fact that you've you support a team that's won something nearly every single year during a yeah but I period. mean the most the most and, successful and, club in in yeah. the modern era yeah and you even even you still look to teams like Celtic and, uh, you know, um, Bayern Munich and all that as like being, having like a monopoly on their league. It just, yeah. just shows you how, how imbalanced their leagues are. And I think Absolutely. if I supported one of them teams, uh, I don't know if I would want to lose more so I would just want the sort of title race to be a little bit closer. I don't know if I yeah. would want to lose and get worse as much as I would want the teams below me to get slightly to better. Get better. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that would be the preferable <clears throat> one because it also means you're more kind of competitive in Europe and that. But yeah, I, yeah. I just think if I supported a team who was that dominant that it was pretty much yeah. a given before the season that you're going to win the title and you may well have a clean sweep of the Cups. It's just... Yeah. It takes it's all boring. the tension out of it. <clears throat> it's boring. I mean, that tension, that sort of angst that hangs over you is part of the enjoyment of football. Um, it is. And I, so I, is I, being... Think... You know, so is being miserable sometimes. So is yeah. Yeah, exactly. going into the pub after you lose... You know, it didn't happen a lot with United, but occasionally we go, you know, be coming out of the ground after, a, you know, losing, I don't know... 2-0 or something, or throwing away a lead late on, or, yeah. you know, something, and just kind of consoling over a few times, <clears throat> usually after we went out of the Champions League quarterfinals. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think, actually, I mean, it's, it's, it's relative as well, in the fact that, you know, you say, oh, it, didn't, it didn't really happen that much at United, but I think when it, if you're supporting a club like United, when it does happen, it feels... Worse, maybe, than if you was supporting a club that you're slightly more expectant of it because your expectations of your club are so much higher. So if they have an off day, it's so much more noticeable. Yeah, I think that's true. And also when you support a big club in any country, you know, if I support Walsall and they have a bad result, chances are it's not going to be all over social media, in all the papers everyone chatting about and stuff. But if United go out of Europe, it's, 
you know, it's huge news everywhere. And so you can't get away yeah. from it. Yeah. And also, you know, no doubt you've, you've beaten a smaller team at some point and they just can't wait to rub it in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that definitely happens. I mean, my view was always, I didn't mind getting stick from people. I still don't. I don't mind people taking a piss <clears throat> or whatever. But I, I, it annoyed me when it was people who, they don't talk about football for, you and know, 360 yeah. days of the year. And then suddenly, the, if, if the team they nominally support are doing well, or if your team lose, they suddenly chirp up. They love like, yeah, I know, yeah. I, you know, I, do, I don't ever hear you talking about oh, football yeah. normally. If it's people I know properly follow the team, especially if it's, you know, people who go and watch a lot of football, I'm kind of, you know, much yeah, more inclined to not mind a yeah. bit of stick. <clears throat> yeah, that annoys, that, um, annoys me as well. I mean, when Spurs started getting sort of a little bit better, I suppose you could say, and started finishing above Arsenal, you know, on a more regular basis than they ever did before. When we got <clears throat> got loads of Arsenal fans that are just sort of like, I mean, Arsenal, are one of those fans, one of those clubs that have got quite a lot of sort of casual fans, if you like, sort of people that just sort of say, yeah, I support them, and I'm not really that into football. These these sort of people just all of a sudden getting into it and being like, yeah, well, you know. We won the league at White Hart Lane and all of that business, and it's like, well, did you actually were, see? That? Were you there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did um, you see that? It's not not even so much were you at the ground, but did you even watch it on TV yeah. back then? You know, you're getting you're getting into a piece of history that you wasn't even part of, and uh, yeah, it does it. That annoys me when people start getting into it, or when they try and do it just to make conversation, like, oh yeah, you know. Or they make like a really stupid comment like, oh, uh, typical of your lot, is it? Yeah, like I don't know anything about cricket, so for example, yeah. so I wouldn't kind of, <clears throat> you know, go up to someone and be like, oh, you know, sort of like Lancashire had another bad week. You know, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I might say like, oh, yeah. did you go to did you go to the game at the weekend? Yeah. Did you watch a test on telly or something? You know, but I wouldn't... <laughs> just, <clears throat> just imagine you trying to sort of uh, join in a conversation with a cricket anecdote. So, uh, you seen, like, seen like Beefy's, Beefy's Knob? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was... Um, just dropping that in there. There was also a famous incident in about 2000 where his wife and then later the papers found an email he'd sent to an Australian woman he was having an affair with and the email said uh, the mighty beefy sword awaits and that's just for starters so I have no I have no idea what the main course was and I don't want to think oh. about it but yeah the mighty beefy sword was just for brilliant starters. oh man I'd love to open a kebab shop and have that on the menu Oh, just the just, beefy sword. Just the shish kebab, I think. But yeah, the mighty beefy sword. Uh, and that's just for starters. <laughs> oh, God. Excellent. <laughs> Have a bit of a beefy, beefy anecdote there. <laughs> Have you... Uh, 
have you got anything else, mate, that you want to add? No, not really. I think we've kind of put the football world to rights. We've I done the been themed a, 11. It's been a bit of a weird one today, isn't it? Yeah. We've actually, I, t- actually talked football. We have, and I think we've actually kind of... This wasn't... Because we have kind of a, a mini agenda of things we'd like to talk about before the show. This wasn't yeah. really on the cards, but it's just it's an interesting topic, and we got yeah. into it. And if you're listening, hopefully you also also sure. found it engaging to hear. Um, but yeah, I suppose briefly, what do you think of a uh, Spurs United? Um, yeah, I saw the uh, highlights. I think Spurs' goal was good. Um, the hair should have it, but yeah, yeah. I saw that brilliant save by Loris as well. I think who was it that uh, was it Martial from Martial? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, great shot as well. I I need that needs to be said. I mean, it was a brilliant the way he turned and hit that. That was going top corner. But uh, yeah, I'm surprised Loris got to that because he's been very hot and cold this season. So I mean, I know he was out for a lot of it with a broken. Broken elbow, wouldn't he? And we played Gazaniga in goal for quite a while. Um, little fun fact about Gazaniga as well, mate. Comes from Ginningham. Not literally. He's Argentinian, but he, we signed him from Ginningham. Well, South oh, really? They signed him from Ginningham, yeah. Up the drills. Great stuff. Yeah. All, all good things begin and end in drilling them. It's true, mate. Yeah, it's true. Um, <clears throat> I think United... Uh, played all right, really. I mean, yeah, we were better second half when Pogba yeah. came on. Um, yeah, I thought definitely. we'd won it right at the end when Greenwood hit that one right across goal. I was yeah. already out. I was already out of my seat and about to go <laughs> mental and probably wake upstairs and downstairs up. But, um, <laughs> in the end, it just just flashed wide. So I thought one all was, was it. Um, <clears throat> was it? Uh, last 20 minutes or so, you had uh, Fernandez and Pogba on the pitch. Yeah, and, and thought they linked right. really well. Yeah. yeah. So, could be interesting moving forward for, I mean, maybe next season. Um, but it could be interesting to see sort of how he builds. Because I think, in all fairness, with the squad that Solskjaer inherited, uh, and what he's done in terms of building it and bringing in youth. I mean, he ain't done bad, really. I think he's done all right he overall. Get, I think he comes in for a lot of stick because it's United. Yes, and I think as well, expectations were set very high by the start he had. Yeah. Obviously, when yeah. we knocked PSG out in Paris, it was like, yeah. you know, people were already talking about is this sort of a new golden era. And yeah. I think that probably yeah like yeah probably said, didn't so do him any favors did it too high no in a way i don't think it did um but yeah overall i think he's he's done reasonably well so hopefully yeah hopefully we'll crack on have a good <clears> end to the season and hopefully get top four but see what happens anyway. yeah i mean you're probably more likely than we are i don't think we're gonna get there uh no, I'd probably be Mourinho's, Mourinho's even resigned himself to it, I think. He sort of said, you know, it would be amazing if we got there, but there's so many more teams in front of us. So, I think realistically, you know, I think 
Spurs are just going to try and use the end of this season for a bit of fitness before the start of the next season, really. Talking of uh, fitness, during uh, lockdown, MUTV, United's like flagship channel, were clearly short yeah. of content and they ended up doing uh, a Zoom call with Mr. Motivator. Oh, God. Um, and Brilliant. Yeah, they did various things like this. They had Danny Weber, who played who was in the youth team and played a handful of games for us, uh, making some banana bread uh, and various other oh, uh, unexpected bits excellent. of content. There, there was something where Chris Mullin <clears throat> does a judo. So Brilliant. <laughs> it's Brilliant. amazing the ideas that they have to come up with when there's no actual football to report on. Oh, I love um, it. Is, uh, is Smallin still a United player, isn't he? Yeah, he's online. Yeah, he's up right. He's had really good, uh, really good season at Roma. Done well, yeah. Hopefully, comes back. But you know, even if he doesn't, you know, hopefully he goes yeah, on. He's, and he's getting on a bit now, isn't he? That's a good, you know. He's thirty. I, I'm just looking yeah. now. I, I, know, I will, a, I will soon be thirty. So, have a look at his. Uh, yeah, same. And tell you, I know that, mate. Have a look at where he's from. Ah, in his wiki page, Maidstone. Got it out. Yeah, well, yeah, that's where he. Uh, that's where you signed him. Well, where Fulham signed him from. From. But he's at, He's actually from Chatham. Oh, he used to go to. Place. He used to go to my same school as me. Well, the school joined to my school. Was he a year above you or something? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, it would be, uh, no. uh, what's he? What's his date of birth? Not uh, November eighty nine, kid. It says. Yeah, he, yeah, he would have been yeah, the year, year above, above us. Me. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. But he went to the grammar school next door. So, little fact. Chris Smalling's <laughs> uh, brush with the famous co-host of Unbelievable Me. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. he's still telling people about it. He's telling people about it. Apparently, that's why he went uh, vegan, mate, because of Unbelievable Meat. He just he can't face himself. To eat meat because it reminds him of me. Huge if true. Um, right, <laughs> that's that's everything from me. Uh, yeah, same from me, mate. I've got nothing cool, to cheers, add to mate. that. Yeah, good fun as always. Fun. Catch yeah. you in a bit. Bye. Catch you later, mate. Cheers, mate. Bye.